This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I don't know where to begin today. I've got some, I've got some great stories for you today that are incredible, just incredible, but I don't know where to start. So I might as well say happy Earth Day. For those of you listening live, it is the 22nd of April, 2021. I didn't realize that it was a day that I'm supposed to celebrate. Um, And I didn't know that it was a themed day. Did you know that this year marks the 51st anniversary of the annual celebrations? And this year's theme for Earth Day is Restore the Earth. Wow. I mean, that really tugs at your heartstrings, doesn't it? I know. I know. It does. Now, there's plenty of places that are having virtual celebrations with some great musical artists to uh, celebrate Earth Day. In fact, National Geographic is having a big thing virtually tonight, and you're going to have an appearance from a number of environmental activists, such as Dr. Jane Goodall. Huh? I know. I know. Now, how much do you want to celebrate? Plus, we have the release of What's-Her-Face's new documentary. You know, Greta Thunberg. Uh, She has the new documentary coming out on PBS. A three-part documentary. I know. I know. A year to change the world. Oh, man. Now, if that's not a way to celebrate Earth Day, I don't know what is. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So I want to start with absenteeism. And it's good that the, uh, that the police and the federal authorities in Italy are taking care of this horrible fraud of absenteeism going on while there's this huge mob trial going on in Italy too that we've got to talk about just I mean it's amazing but first let me tell you about a way you can help get a movie made mysonhuntermovie.com is the place to go and you can help get this movie made so I'm reading an email from Phelan Mackler Uh, who is going to get this movie done and producing uh, My Son Hunter. Uh, In this email, he talks about, uh, you know, how the film is going to expose the Biden corruption. Uh, Yes. And that he has read Hunter Biden's memoir, Beautiful Things. And I have not read every word of Hunter's memoir. He has. And he claims that it's full of lies, every bit of it. (laughs) Even the cover. I believe him. So he went to Amazon to leave a review and got censored on the post from Amazon. Huh. Huh. It does appear that Amazon is helping Hunter cover up for his lies, doesn't it? Yeah. I wonder why big tech is working so hard to protect the corrupt and really awful guy, Hunter Biden. I don't know. Do you? 
Uh, yeah, but this is exactly why the movie needs to be made. And we've got to get the truth out about the Biden family corruption to as many people as possible. So uh, a lot of people don't even know this story and they fall for the lies because they can't access the truth. And the gatekeepers, you know, the so-called mainstream media, big tech and the establishment seem to be preventing this information from getting to the public. Uh, so that's why we need to get this movie made, My Son Hunter. And you can go to mysonhuntermovie.com and help get this movie made. All right. That's right. You have a chance to help make this story heard around the world. The filmmakers behind the Gosnell movie have announced this brand new project. It's a feature film called My Son Hunter that's going to expose the Hunter Biden scandal. Go to mysonhuntermovie.com. Dot com to learn more. The movie is going to tell it all. Hunter's wild escapades, the contents of his laptop, his shady foreign business deals, even his ties to China. These uh, independent filmmakers need your help. And you've, you've, if you've listened to this show, you know that we've talked to Phelan Macleer and how passionate he is about this. And he needs your help. Hollywood doesn't want to fund this movie. It's too controversial. And it exposes the truth behind some of the most powerful people in politics. And that's why they're bringing this film directly to the people to be funded by you. Your gift, $10, $50, $100 or more, is going to help expose the most corrupt family in politics since, I don't know if ever. But we'll, we'll, you know what, we'll say since the Clintons. But I don't know that that's even true. And your donation is 100% tax deductible. Go to MySonHunterMovie.com right now and make your donation mysonhuntermovie.com okay absenteeism so there's a guy in italy who has alleged has been alleged to have stopped turning up to work for 15 years (laughs) now some of you would say so i mean he gets to not show up for work yeah well the problem is he's still getting paid so You know, he's now being investigated for fraud, extortion, abuse of office. He was reportedly paid 538,000 euros in total over the years. That doesn't seem like that much. 15 years, 538,000 euros, which what equals about, um, let's see, let's see, the U.S. You're going to have $646,000. Over 15 years? I mean, for not working, I guess that's really good, right? So, according to this story, six other managers at the hospital are also being investigated in connection with the alleged absenteeism. (laughs) Now, the police had a lengthy investigation into absenteeism and suspected fraud in the Italian public sector. I wonder if that had anything to do with the mob trial because the mob trial is exposing a lot of stuff going on between the mob and the government. Uh, So it's possible. So this guy is actually a genius, right? (laughs) I know. He was a civil servant assigned to a job in the hospital in 2005. That's when he stopped going to work. He said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. So he's also accused of threatening the manager at the time to stop her from filing disciplinary report against him. So, and she did now. So then he just continued to get paid. That manager retired. 
So his ongoing absence was never noticed by her successor or human resources. So after the one manager, the new manager, who must not be very good at uh, his or her job, because we're paying people that aren't even there and you don't notice. Okay. That doesn't sound like a good manager, but that's just me. So for 15 years, this guy, and it doesn't say how long the person retired, uh, how long it was since the person retired, but I mean, the guy's not working for 15 years and he's still getting a paycheck. That's a good gig. Genius. I mean, if you can do it because I mean, I, I guess in court he claims, right? I was still working. I just wasn't showing up. It was coronavirus. It was COVID. I was sick. It was a hospital. I was still doing my job. Well, good luck proving that. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to be on this guy's side. He decided, look, I don't want, I don't like this job. I don't want to do the job. I'm not doing the job. Don't report me. Just continue to pay me. And they did. And so then that person retires and it just is off in the, in the cloud. We just don't realize that guy's there. That's pretty genius. That's pretty, pretty genius. Then we get into the mob trial, right? I mean, it's just Italy. I'm delving into the, my our Italian friends here on chewing the fat. So that trial, the maxi trial is going on and they are expecting it to reconstruct an integrated system through which prosecutors say mob clans and their associates targeted the 55 billion I'm sorry 55 billion euros uh, in farm subsidies the EU pays out annually and this is just a little bit tip of the iceberg of what these guys were scamming from the system right I mean, the claim is not just the mob, right? We're talking about white-collar accountants, politicians, government employees. I mean, they're talking about, at least in this article, they're talking about 10 million euros stolen in agricultural funds. I would, it's got to be more than that, right? I mean, if there's 55 billion in EU farm subsidies and they're only getting 10 million of it, that seems like that's a sad mob group. But maybe, maybe that's just a side, a side job. You know, maybe the 10 million in the, and the, uh, in the farm subsidies is a way to try to justify, you know, using the property for other things, you know, like drugs and extortion. Those kind of typical income streams from the mob, you know. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just an amazing story. And these mobsters... I keep every time I do this story about the Italian mob, I tell you to watch zero 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 season one. I've, I don't know if they're coming out with another season uh, on Amazon, but catch it and you'll see just what happens in the Italian mob and what they're talking about in these stories of these mafia clans and the hierarchy, how it works. And uh, it's just amazing. So, I mean, I'm I'm fascinated to see if we actually start arresting people other than hospital employees appointed by the government for their absenteeism, because that had nothing to do with the mob trial, except that it gets people looking into, you know, the paperwork of these hospitals. And that's never, never good. And they've had a couple of people, of course turn the tide and are reporting you know well i'll turn i'll talk i'll talk 
I mean, they arrested all these guys, and then now they have people, of course. Oh, those turn state witness. Sure, no problem. Will that help me? Yeah, it, 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 it will. We'll, we'll make sure you don't go to jail for that long. So when they open the trial, okay, so uh, it's, and this trial is going to, or proceedings are likely, they're going to take for, for what will seem like forever. You got 97 defendants, 90 lawyers, 1,000 witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> you got state's witnesses, these guys who, oh, yeah, I'll talk. If it'll save me, I'll talk. No problem. I know we're supposed to have this code of silence. They never do. And so when it started, it took more than an hour for the roll call of defendants who are accused of crimes, including fraud, false statements, extortion, creating fake companies for illegal gain, drug pushing, and stealing livestock. One of the investigating judges said, this is a the whole thing is a colossal fraud so man it'll, it'll be fun it'll be fun to see who falls it's not good for italy but it'll be fun to see who falls and see exactly how deep and if they allow it to uh to be seen how deep it really goes i mean that gets you back to hunter biden and his deals with china and his deals with ukraine and you know his dad who is now the president but was the vice president at the time uh how deep these really go and how much will be allowed right so man if there was ever a movie that needed to be made <laughs> it is my son hunter movie.com i don't care if that's the title of the movie my son hunter movie.com that movie needs to get made so help if you can I mean, we have China, the big story, China launching an app for citizens to report anyone who has mistaken opinions. I mean, we can do that here in the U.S. You have that stupid neighbor app that you can report things going on. Facebook allows you to complain and they're going to check into all complaints. Twitter does the same thing. Uh, you know, it's, it's the same stupid thing. I don't know. I mean, we, we, we are China now. Really, that's my, you know, the U.S., we are China now. It sure feels that way. I'll tell you that. And we talk about how, uh, you know, these hackers are hacking into the U.S. They've, uh, they're behind another new hack targeting the U.S. government, private companies, and the country's critical infrastructure. Let me ask you something. Does that headline mean that they've hacked pretty much everything? There's a new tech hack targeting the u.s government private companies and the country's critical infrastructure is there anything missing from that oh we left uh we left millie from uh indiana off our hacking list which i doubt by the way but we'll just say that for the sake of argument that that happened are you kidding me and we're talking about the other day they had the big uh china hack that they talked about that uh you know used Pulse secure flaw. So they targeted the U.S. defense industry. Wouldn't that be the U.S. government? Or is that is the defense separate from the U.S. government? Oh, okay. So they, they targeted that separately from the U.S. government, private companies, and the country's critical infrastructure. That's it, though. <laughs> That's it. We got all this going on. We have our own FBI saying that the shooting in 2017 at the baseball field from the uh, Bernie Sanders supporter who was after the Republicans, that was uh, just uh, just suicide by cop. Oh, 
Okay. So according to uh, lawmakers, they were told privately that the FBI said, yeah, that's, uh, that's suicide by cop. We, we just, we, you know, the, that whole political motivation thing, forget that. Oh, okay. Does anyone believe that? Anyone? Really? Really? We have the United States Postal Service is in trouble because they're running what's called a covert operation, but they're monitoring American social media posts. Well, look, you post the stuff on social media. I almost want to say that it's okay. <laughs> I know. Don't look at me like that. But they're collecting. Uh, they have a program where they're tracking and collecting American social media posts. Well, Twitter's doing that now. So is Facebook. I mean, all these companies are doing it. I don't know why it's, uh, it seems, it's just because it's the Postal Service, right? The USPS, who, by the way, I've been, you know, clamoring to get on the Board of Governors. I always wanted to be the Postmaster General, and then I realized really what you need to be on is the Board of Governors. But, you know, I needed to be a part of the US Postal Service, and I'll help them gain some money, no problem. But now they have their own ICOP, or Internet Covert Operations Program. Well, okay, so the work involves having analysts troll through social media sites to look for what the document describes as inflammatory postings and then sharing that information across government agencies. I really don't, you know, the information is out there. But I mean, now we've, I mean, all these government agencies are doing this, right? Isn't that what the NSA does? And the FBI definitely does it. I mean, we had Snowden saying that, uh, you know, the NSA was doing all of this as well, right? He was the big whistleblower. Anyway, I just find it, uh, you know, it's a strange thing that the government is doing. But don't remember that it's a federal offense to mess with the mail, right? And um, we know that all these cases now, one of the charges that they always get is that mail fraud. Right, because they're using the postal service to uh, send illegal information or illegal goods and services. So it's just—I don't know that—I don't know that it's as big a deal as they're making it out to be. It's just another government agent. Well, you know, you don't want government spying on you. And I say spying, but you're posting the information on the internet, so they're not spying on anything secret right there they're looking at facebook parlor telegram all these social media sites so you're the one posting it and it's out there so they're just going through it and looking at it you think china and russia and nsa and the fbi and the cia is not doing that i i don't answer that because you know damn well they're doing that you know they are so Yay! Yay! I do notice, though, that most of these government agencies that are looking into our social media posts go out of their way to go after, you know, individuals that are deemed right-wing. They seem, and I I hope that they look into the, uh, you know, left-wing as well, and they just don't report it because they don't want to be seen as racist. It would make the it would make me feel safer. I, if you can feel safe with the government agencies looking at everything you do, that they're looking at everyone and not just a tunnel vision 
on uh, on white folks. So there is that. I mean, look at what's happening with companies, right? So we get news about Peloton employees undergoing anti-racist training that claims grandfathered in, blacklisted. Those are all white supremacist terms. What? Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? And then we have stories that, uh, you know, we're supposed to be angry about. So really, uh, we... There's things to be angry about. This, I don't think, is one of them. So a CNN producer uh, gets arrested by the police in Minneapolis. All right, she's there reporting. I don't know why she got arrested. It's a little strange having reporters arrested, but she does. Now, she's pissed because she is Asian-American, but she believed, you know, she was thrown on the ground and had her hands zip-tied And the Minnesota State Patrol trooper, as they were arresting her, asked her, do you speak English? And we're supposed to be pissed about that? No. I mean, I'd like to know how a reporter is getting arrested and why a reporter is getting arrested for being in the, you know, the mainstay. Maybe it saved her life. I don't know. But I'm not mad that someone who is an Asian American, Carolyn's son, Uh, is asked by the police, do you speak English? We have so many non-English speaking people in this country now that it doesn't surprise me that that's being asked. So what's the problem? Yes, I do. Okay, good. Now let me know why I'm being arrested, would you please? But anyway, I mean, race is, we we talked about it before. It's divide, divide, divide. I mean, you have the former president of the HFPA, and I mean, if you don't, if you're not a part of the HFPA, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing with your life, but he's under fire because he sent out an email with a story, a story in the email. It wasn't even him commenting. It was, he sent out a story about black lives matter and it was a story that was against what's her face patrice colors and it was uh, it took issue with colors involvement in tv production in a recent move to los angeles's uh, topanga canyon neighborhood and he sent this email with this story to you know apparently you know said hey this is what we're up against but now it's being viewed as he was sending this article as this is what he believes and he's a racist. So he's out. Man, he was out anyway. Uh, he was already down as president. He's not even part. I mean, he's been eliminated from the HFPA because he sent an email with a story attached. It's uh, amazing times. Amazing times. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink before I say something that I shouldn't say. I mean, I really kind of should say it, but no. I'll psychically say it. And then, you know, in my mind, I've said it. Yeah, that's what systemic racism is, Jeff. 
That's the problem. That's why even if you don't say it, we heard What's-Her-Face from the talk say it. It's not about the actual words. It's about how you react. Oh, okay. So there's no way getting around it. No way getting around it. If you're white, you're racist. Period. And if you're a police officer, you're bad. Period. I would not. We've said it before on the show. I would not want to be a police officer. I mean, I thought that just when you think, you know, I don't think it can get much worse. Uh, looks like we're starting to make the make the turnaround. Nope, nope. And then we have an administration in this country that hates America. I don't. And it's evident every single day that they hate America, and it pisses me off and they don't pretend anymore well they do a little but it just drives me crazy and we it doesn't all right I'm, I, hey did you know it is earth day <laughs> it is earth day <laughs> ah, it's good and you know we have we have these these stories now that talk about uh you know these great areas to live in the U.S. And we know some of the most sustainable cities. Some of the most sustainable cities. It's so good. So this site, Lawn Starter, I love Lawn Starter, ranked the most sustainable cities by comparing 200 of the largest U.S. cities across 24 key sustainability indicators. Among the metrics, they looked at uh, the number of incentives and policies supporting renewables and energy efficiency, number of zero energy buildings, share of green commuters, prevalence of community-supported agriculture. So those top four things alone mean you're looking at big cities. I mean, number of incentives and policies supporting renewables and energy efficiency? Okay. Number of zero energy buildings? Share of green commuters, prevalence of community-supported agriculture. You know, the guy driving the truck back and forth to the barn and out to the field is not, uh, you know, green commuting. Just, anyway, we have to see. So let's see the, the top cities and what they are for the most sustainable cities. Ah, oh, so good. And I, it's going to come as a surprise. Well, we could do the top I mean, they rank 200 cities, right? The, the worst city. <laughs> the bottom 10. Let's do the bottom 10 before I tell you the top. So the worst sustainable cities. Pembroke Pines, Florida is the worst. 200. Miramar, Florida. Peoria, Arizona. Cape Coral, Florida. Port St. Lucie, Florida. Wow. Wow. I mean, Florida... Not looking good on this bottom list of sustainable cities. Enterprise, Nevada. Batar, Louisiana. Sunrise Manor, Nevada. Hialeah, Florida. Pasadena, Texas. Olaf, Kansas. Midland, Te Midland, Texas? Come on. Midland, Texas. That city is... Well, I mean, it's, it's horrible. I'm surprised that's not the worst. That's where we get our evil oil and gas and power from. How dare a city actually be created to give us power? It's just amazing. And plus, Midland, Texas, the twin city, Midland, Michigan, is, you know, homes of Dow Chemical. Those evil bastards. Creating things that we use every day. <laughs> I, I hate them. Hate them. So, wow. 
You've got, I mean, Florida, Hialeah, Port St. Lucie, Cape Coral, Miramar, Pembroke Prime, not looking good in the old, uh, in the old renewable cities. Uh, sorry about that. I'm sorry. Sustainable cities. What am I thinking? Renewable. <laughs> That's just silly. All right. So the top 10 of sustainable cities, according to Lawn Starter. Number 10, Seattle, Washington. Yeah, man, do you want to be there? Salt Lake City, Utah. Beautiful city. I do love Salt Lake, actually. And uh, wow. And it's the number one of the sustainable cities. That's That's amazing. Oakland, California is number eight. Man, don't you want to live in Oakland, California? I mean, all the good reports you hear about Oakland, California. It's one of the top sustainable cities. San Diego, California. I do. San Diego is beautiful. But against California, I mean, I love California, but are we? do you really want to live there? Really? In today's world? I don't know. Rochester, New York. Numbers. Rochester, New York. Number six. Baltimore, Maryland. Man, do you want to live in Baltimore, Maryland? Coming in at number five. Washington, D.C. Coming in at number four. Cities, are we serious? Come on now. And number 11 that I didn't even mention is Philadelphia. So, I mean, Philadelphia, Seattle, Oakland, Baltimore, Washington, D.C. Number three, Sacramento, California. All right. Number two. In the highest-ranking sustainable cities list, Boston, Massachusetts. And coming in at number one of the highest sustainable city, according to Lawn Starter, San Francisco, California. Well, yeah, I mean, I I guess that's almost sustainable and renewable, right? Because there's so much crap on the sidewalk that, you know, actual crap on the sidewalk that it's got to be sustainable. I mean... In the top 11, you've got maybe, well, you've got Salt Lake City, which is Salt Lake City, San Diego, although it's still, that's still California. And um, Boston, maybe. Uh, you know, still worth living in, maybe. That's, you know. But the rest, I've never been to Rochester, New York either. And I, I don't know anything about Rochester. So, I mean, we hear news stories from time to time about Rochester. But I don't know anything about the city. But Philadelphia, Seattle, Oakland, Baltimore, Washington, D.C., Boston, San Francisco. I mean, again, Boston is, you know, possible. But San Francisco, no thank you. I don't thank you. And San Francisco is beautiful. It's just, I'm not, I'm not living there. I'm not doing it. I would, I would love to live in California. Not there. But hey, they're number one on the most sustainable city. Yay! Now, according to Launchstarter here, the most incentives and policies supporting renewables and energy efficiency, you're looking at Baltimore. Well, I mean, they've got so many buildings that nobody lives in anymore. They're just empty. No wonder. Uh, New York. Yeah. Buffalo. All right. Rochester. Uh, okay, so tied at number three. You've got one, two, three, four cities. Four cities tied, tied at number three. Buffalo, Rochester, Yonkers, and Syracuse. I mean, I don't necessarily think about living in those cities. I don't think those top cities, Baltimore, New York, Buffalo, Rochester, Yonkers, and Syracuse. I mean, 
I guess they're fine cities. But not, I don't want to live there anymore. And the bottom, the bottom cities that have the fewest incentives and policies supporting renewables and energy efficiency, these cities I kind of want to live in. The worst city, which is pretty incredible that it's the worst city. Well, it's tied. The bottom one, two, three, four, five, the bottom five cities are all tied for the same. So, but they put them in order here. So I'm going to go by their order. According to them, they're tied, but they didn't say, you know, that they were tied. They just said, uh, you know, here you go. They're all tied. Uh, Orlando. You know, I could live this Florida. Jackson, Mississippi. I never, I've uh, been through there. I don't know that I've ever, I can't tell you much about Jackson, Mississippi. Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean, it's Nebraska. It's, it's okay. I've been out there. I told you the story of when my oldest son was being recruited by the University of Nebraska and he flew in because my stepdad, his grandfather, uh, was from, uh, you know, the Broken Bow, Nebraska, the far western end, went to the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. And he was saying, you know, that there's nothing out there. And he's driving from the airport to Lincoln. And he calls me and he says, Grandpa was right. There's nothing out here. <laughs> I mean, that's Nebraska. And then it's uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And Boise, Idaho. I love Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho is beautiful. And it makes me even want to live there more that it's one of the, it's the bottom of the list of renewable incentives. But, you know, most zero energy buildings. Yeah, I don't care. Fewest zero energy buildings. Oh, that's why Boise. Boise has the, the, Boise's at the bottom of the list for fewest zero energy buildings. Yeah, maybe because uh, it's cold there. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, same thing. Uh, oh, they're all tied. Oh, man. Newark, New Jersey. Man, I almost lived in Newark at one point in my life. I am so glad I didn't. I used to have to... I mean, I stopped there every day on the train station. And I I went, I went, walked through Newark. In fact, I went to... I visited a building in Newark thinking about apartment Because I got an apartment in Weehawken right there across from Manhattan. On uh, I was right there at the entrance of the tunnel uh, heading into Manhattan. And... Uh, at that time, my wife and kids were going to go back to Florida. We had a place in Pennsylvania. So I figured for the summer, I'll move into New Jersey and just, you know, be a closer ride into the city every day. And, uh, you know, there was no point to me having a big place in Pennsylvania at the time for the summer. And uh, so I moved and I ended up moving to a, you know, little apartment in Weehawken right there. And we didn't spend a whole bunch of time there actually for that summer, but I had the place there and I loved that guy that owned the building. Anyway, a whole other story, but uh, I went, I was, I was looking for different places. I went to an apartment in Newark, New Jersey, and I got off the train and I got off at Newark at the, the, uh, at the big train station. And then you hop another train into go deeper into Newark itself and I got off and I started walking through the neighborhoods and I come up to one building and I say, Hey, you know, I'm looking for this particular building and it's, you know, a couple blocks over. And the guy is kind of like, Ooh, uh, I don't think you want to live here. I was like, why not? And he's, <laughs> uh, you're white. 
I was like, I don't care. You know, I don't care. So I walk over the next couple blocks and I go to the building. I look at that, take a tour of the apartment. It's, you know, it's up on the, I don't know, the eighth or ninth floor, whatever it was. And uh, it was a pretty good price, fair price for the apartment. And then, uh, you know, I'm looking out the window with the lady who was, you know, the apartment building manager. And I'm looking at their fenced in parking lot. And I'm like, so... You know, I get one spot or two or visiting spots. And she was like, those are extra. Uh, If you are going to park there, you have to pay extra other than your rent. I'm like, I know, but that's part of the building. Yeah, we we charge extra for the parking space. Now, you can park outside of the fenced-in area. And you can park along the street there. And what time do you leave in the morning? I said, I'm usually gone early like that. Yeah, you might be fine. Uh, We get a lot of of break-ins. A lot, of, a lot of cars damaged uh, along those parking lots. But if you leave early and you're home late, you probably should be fine. So if I leave, if I if I come home late and I leave early, my car should be okay. Yeah, but, you know, if you wanted to park in the parking lot, you know, it's going to cost you a lot more extra to live there. Because that's locked and gated and guarded. Oh, all right. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know if I'm going to get this place. And then I left and I walked through the neighborhood again. And the schools were getting out. And I'm walking through the neighborhoods. And the neighborhood didn't seem, and this could have been just me, just could have been me with my systemic racism built in, didn't seem to be that happy with a white guy walking through the neighborhood. I know. I understand. But uh, I can understand why. No, I'm not saying that either. (laughs) In my mind, I just said something. So it's all yours to figure out what I said. Hey, if you're listening to this show right now and you are uh, not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, what are you doing with your life? Become a subscriber. It's free. All you have to do is go to whatever platform warms the cockles of your heart. Say iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. That's the show you're listening to. And you just your life will be that much better for it. And I'll tell you now, so you know that I've said it to you, you're welcome. Now, there's a YouTube channel that I have, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher as well. You might as well go and subscribe to that and, you know, click on the notification bell so you get notified when uh, new content is uploaded. And you might as well follow me on the social media accounts at JeffyJFR on Twitter, Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Parler. And so, you know, just come along for the ride. Come along for the Chewing the Fat ride. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. That is a rule. Uh, I just have to tell you this off the top, you know, real quick. If you're going to become a subscriber, there are rules to follow. I know you might think, well, no, I'm just subscribing, so that's good. Not really. Okay, some some podcasts, some shows believe that. This one does not, and uh, there, there are rules. So if you're a subscriber to Chewing the Fat and you know you have your headphones on, you're listening to the show, and someone says, hey, what are you listening to? You must reply, Chewing the Fat. Now, you can listen to other stuff. In fact, I want you to listen to multiple shows. And more more voices, the better. I believe that with all of my heart. But when asked what you're listening to as a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, you must answer Chewing the Fat, whether you're listening to Chewing the Fat or not. It's a rule. You have to go by the rules. So it's just the way it is. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh,
I will say that LawnStarter.com has come up, uh, they've done some work with their uh, most sustainable cities, and they have recent studies for best cities to get stoned, best cities for urban gardening, most relaxed cities in America. I wonder if they get tied in with the best cities to get stoned. Best cities for water quality. We know it's not Flint. Best cities for hiking. Best cities for spring outdoor activities. It's got to be close to that. Well, you can hike in the winter, Jeff. Best cities to own an electric car. Survey many Texans ill-prepared to deal with brutal storm. Uh. 2021 best cities for outdoor jobs best cities to own a vacation home yeah well that's nice of you so let's see best cities to get stoned i wonder if they match up to the best or the most relaxed cities in the u.s can i bring it up on two screens no of course not why would i be able to bring it up on two screens that would be just dumb (laughs) right all right so you have Honolulu, Hawaii, coming in at number 10 on the most relaxed cities list. Is Honolulu in the best cities for marijuana lovers? No. Ooh, that one hurts. That one hurts. Fullerton, California, number 9 on relaxed cities. Is Fullerton, California? Yes, it is. Number 4. Bust marijuana getting high cities. Of course. Uh, Come on now. Uh, Fort Collins, Colorado comes in at number eight at the most relaxed. And is Fort Collins on the stoned cities? No. But Colorado Springs and... Ooh, I almost gave away. Uh, There's another Colorado city on the stoned list as well. I know that comes as a big surprise. So we'll just keep going here. Garden Grove, California comes in seventh as the most relaxed city and fifth as the most stoned city. I'm sorry, it's not the most stoned city. (laughs) It's the best cities for marijuana lovers. I mean, what what am I thinking? It's not the most stoned city. So, uh... The number one most relaxed city in America. I didn't even go down the list. So I would just do real quickly. Uh, Naperville, Illinois as a relaxed city. Uh, Seattle, Washington. Have you been there lately? Bellevue, Washington. San Francisco, California. Seriously? Arlington, Virginia. Well, yeah, it's a cemetery. And Sunnyvale, California is the number one most relaxed city according to LawnStarter.com. And the best cities to get stoned. Wow. Uh, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, Las Vegas, Nevada. Boston, Colorado Springs, Glendale, Garden Grove, Fullerton, San Francisco, Los Angeles. And the number one city to be stoned, I'm sorry, for best marijuana lovers, you know it, you love it, Denver, Colorado. So you have that for the top cities to get stoned in, which is just wonderful. Now, they looked at almost everything from depression rates to the share of adults with high blood pressure to the average length of a work day. So, I mean, that makes... Sunnyvale, California, the most relaxed city in America, according to LawnStarter.com. I mean, they don't put a lot of work into these stupid studies. 
I don't know what lawn started. I mean, they just, they, they mow your lawns, right? They do yard work for you. They have lawn care, lawn mowing, find lawn care near me, landscaping, grass types. And they've got a list of cities where they have lawn care locations. They're all over the country. Atlanta, Austin, Baton Rouge, Boston, Buffalo, Charlotte, Chicago, Colorado Springs, Dallas, Denver, Durham, North Carolina, Fort Lauderdale, Fort Worth, Fresno, Houston, Jacksonville, Lakeland, Memphis, Miami, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Nashville, New Orleans, Orlando, Pittsburgh, Portland, Richmond, Rochester, Salt Lake City, San Antonio, San Diego, Seattle, St. Louis, Tallahassee, Tampa, Washington, D.C. I mean, they're all over the country. Good for them. This is not an advertisement. <laughs> Lawn Starter does zip for me, okay? If they want to start coming and taking care of my yard work and take care of my lawn care, I'm all for it, Okay. I will read every stupid study they have. No, no, this is a joke. I mean, that's just, I just wouldn't do it. So best things for urban gardening, but I can't do any more of these. Come on. Best things for water quality. I mean, the worst has got to be Flint, right? I mean, the lowest has got to be Flint. It has to be the water quality. Does it have the list? Where's the big list of water quality? Let's see where we're at. 200 entries. And the worst city is... Bridgeport, Connecticut. What? Come on, where's Flint? Flint's uh, Flint's like they were people were sick from Flint, man. Where is Flint, Michigan? It's not even in the bottom. Are you kidding me? Fort Worth, Texas? Fort Worth, Texas is one eighty two for water quality? Oh, come on now. I mean the water that I get out of the bottles that I buy are fine. <laughs> The water that I put in the five-gallon jug and drink out of my water cooler is fine. Dallas is 136. We are not doing well in water quality here at DFW. What is going on? Where is Flint, Michigan on this list? I cannot believe that Fort Worth, Texas and Dallas, Texas are lower than Flint, Michigan. No, I don't believe it. Wait a minute. Where? Maybe because they don't do lawn care in Flint, so they're not on the list. That's possible. Well, they didn't have lawn care mentioned for 200 cities. St. Petersburg, Florida, pretty good, 28th, yeah, whatever. Okay, but there's no Flint on this list. No Flint. No Flint. Maybe they don't even, I mean, Flint. <laughs> that just goes without saying. Okay, goes without saying. No problem. Lowest increase in water violations. Yeah, Flint is not on the list. They, they don't care about Flint, Michigan. Lawnstarter.com, you bastards. What is wrong with Flint? Okay, whatever. I mean, they have Akron, Ohio on their list. They don't have Flint, Michigan. Okay, all right, I see how you are. Fine, you know what? We're done with you. All right, we're done. We're done. You want to know how much this administration hates America? You just, just, I'll just throw it out there. I said earlier in the show, uh, it drives me insane how much they hate America and they don't even try to hide it anymore. Well, this administration now is planning to give a historic Coast Guard cutter, which oversaw the largest maritime rescue in world history on 9-11 to Indonesia. Yeah, we're just going to give it to them. That's fine. Ah, don't worry about it. Ah, yeah, it had a little history for the U.S. And, you know, saved a bunch of people in Manhattan during at 9-11. But, eh, we don't care. You know, we're going to give it to... I mean, it says here in the story they're going to give it to Indonesia. I mean, we just had a deal 
right where we sent the Coast Guard over there. We were supposed to have a deal. Wasn't it Indonesia? I, I got to see now. Okay, so we sent uh, we sent liaisons to Canberra, Singapore, Guam, and uh, we sent them to the South China Sea as well. So I mean that's that's close to Indonesia, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Gosh darn it, we're giving away a piece of American history. I mean, I know that now you know that's being uh, definitely petition now to not let this happen but this is ridiculous and this is just another way that they don't like america they don't care they don't care about america and it pisses me off and just to be clear when 500,000 people needed to be evacuated from lower manhattan on september 11th 2001 this u.s coast guard cutter rushed to new york harbor from its home port in Sandy Hook, New Jersey, and took over as the unseen commander until the Coast Guard cutter Tacoma arrived later that night. Now, they aren't giving it to Indonesia. They're in talks of selling the Coast Guard cutter to Indonesia instead of donating it to a museum. And people who have, uh, you know, set up nonprofit organizations for the 9-11 memorial want to turn it into a museum and they have it already set up to go to tampa and just become a museum there the the historical society and the 9-11 historical people all want to cover all the costs and dock it in tampa bay as a learning experience a memorial a museum an education center nope you know what we're just who cares who cares it's just another coast guard ship eh eh so get over it i mean just i've already stated how angry it makes me (laughs) Uh, yeah so i'll leave you today with a fact and it's a phobia fact for the office just so you can take it with you and you can say hey you know i hate to hate to have you go a whole show without learning something so here's a fun fact from at fact a phobia phobia a phobophobia now that's what it's called a phobophobia i want to make sure you know it, that it's correct a phobophobia p-h-o-b-o-p-h-o-b-i-a phobophobia is the fear of having a phobia take that knowledge with you as you go throughout your life phobophobia is the fear of having a phobia I know. You're welcome.